Hello folks, uh, Sean Rice here, and today's training is, I've titled it, Testing and Developing Traffic Sources. I want to kind of dig into the meaning of this because, you know, one of the things that happens when you're driving traffic, when I'm driving traffic, when other people are driving traffic, what we see is that different people have success with different types of traffic. So some people may have success with article marketing, some people like me, some people may have success with blog posting, some people may have success by going out and becoming a guest blogger on 10 different websites and, you know, they, they, they just have a knack for being able to find the people that are movers and shakers in their industry, they get to know them, you know, whatever that takes, you get, they get to know them and, and they, they find a way to get on their, their, their blog or their website regularly posting content. You know, other people buy their traffic, you know, whether it's through, you know, search engine, you know, MSN, Yahoo, Google. Some people get, you know, really good at it. You know, other people say, you know, we're going to do social media traffic. So they get involved in Facebook or LinkedIn or, or, or uh, Google Plus or, or many, I mean, so many other social media sites, and they get involved in that. Okay. Or they may say, you know what, the social media, I don't want to spend the time to develop the social media relationships, but hey, there's a lot of traffic over there, let's just buy traffic from Facebook, or let's just advertise on LinkedIn, you know, let's buy traffic, you know, from Google Plus or Google Email or, or something like that. And remember, I'm just giving examples, I'm not telling you that any of these are good or bad, I'm, you know, just kind of discussing kind of the background about what's going on in traffic. And, and so what happens is, you know, some people, who try, let's just say Facebook. Some people do really, really well with it, and then other people, they try it, they may do exactly the same steps as the other person that did really well, and they don't do well. But maybe that same person will try guest blogging, find they're really good at it, but maybe somebody else tries guest blogging and does the same thing that you do, and they're really lousy at it. And, and, you know, I just, I mean, you know, I, I cut my teeth here on article marketing, and, and I love article marketing, some people that try it, you know, it just doesn't work exactly the same for them. Okay, but then, you know, we you know, a coaching call like this, and I say, you know what, why don't you try forum posting? And, and they get great results. And then somebody else tries it and follows the exact same pattern and doesn't get results. Okay, and, and then, then what we see also is that somebody that gets great results in forum posting may not do very well in articles. Or somebody that does really well with articles doesn't do really well when they buy Facebook traffic. Maybe somebody that does really well buying Facebook traffic doesn't do well with Google AdWords. And, and so the question is, you know, why? I mean, what's, what's really going on here? And if, if we were to say, okay, one person has just uh, kind of cracked the code to driving traffic, well, you would think they could just drive traffic at all sources of traffic. You know, if you have somebody that you say, well, they're not doing really well with this sort of traffic, it's really easy first to poke fingers and say, oh, well, you're just not following the guidelines. You know, maybe you are. And, and the, so the question is, you know, what, what's going on behind this and how can we fix it? So let me kind of give you my theory on this. And it's just theory. I mean, I don't know how you test something like this. I mean, I, I guess if we were to create some natural test, we'd sign up 500 people and then get all of their commitments to do their very best and, you know, divide them up in a whole bunch of different categories and, and say, you know, you assign one person, you're going to do your best at Facebook, you're going to do your best at Google, and you're going to do your best at articles. And, and boy, I mean, after a year of testing, we might be able to come up with some reason why some people do better than others. 
you know, right now, I, for me, it's just conjecture. And, and it, it, I mean, it's obviously based on watching a lot of clients succeed and fail with different traffic sources. And, and the thing is, I've had clients in the past that do really poorly at one traffic source. We talk about it. We say, you know, maybe that traffic source isn't good for you. Let's try something else. And then they get results. And obviously, we look at what I've done with, with article marketing. We look at the whole progression of what I did with article marketing from getting started, from testing, from developing, from making it profitable. You know, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, kind of looking at those numbers, looking at my clients' numbers, and I say, I think that there's a common thread. And, and I'll just give you an idea. This will be something that you, you, you don't need to buy into this 100%. In fact, I would encourage you to say, okay, well, how does this apply to me? Does this apply to me a little bit? And my scenario a little different? How is my scenario different from what Sean's talking about? Because if you can use, I'm getting ready to suggest is maybe a hypothesis for why this occurs, and, and only part of it, it doesn't have to totally apply to you, but maybe part of it applies to you, you can take that part, use it as your launching point, and then say, okay, what's really going on with me? What other things are going on with me? Because once you can figure out what's going on with you that means that you are getting success or you're not getting success in a certain traffic source, you'll be able to I begin to identify what can you do with a different traffic source. So here's my thought. My thought is, and this is really intangible, folks, but my belief is some people, and, and there's two parts to this. One is you, your personality, and your character. And the other part is the niche and how the people in that niche respond to you, okay? So what I believe is that each individual person, you, all of you that are hearing sound of my voice right now, you, you have an individual personality. I mean, think about it. Just in life, you click with different people, types of people, than other people on this call click with, okay? So if you were to think about the types of people that you click with, okay, do you click with introverts? Do you click with extroverts? Do you click with rich people? Do you click with poor people? Do you click with whiners? Do you click with people that, that will always have a smile on their face no matter how bad their life is? Do you click with realistic people? Do you click with idealistic people? Do you click with liberal people or conservative people? Do you click with hard workers or do you click with people... You know, there's all kinds of different people in the world. We all click with different types of people. I mean, I click with probably three or four different types of people, and each one of you kind of click with different types of people. Okay. Now, when you write an email, no matter how much training that you've gotten in the past from other people, no matter how much you study it, no matter how good you are at writing emails, your emails are going to have a certain flavor to them that comes with your personality. Now, there's one circumstance where your, your, your emails will not reflect your personal flavor, and that is where you just copy somebody else's email. So if you copy my emails word for word, or if you copy somebody else that you admire word for word, or if you find somebody else in your niche and you just copy, you just steal their emails word for word, then your personality is not going to show through. And by the way, just an aside here, I believe that's why most of the time when people come into the business and they just copy what somebody else is doing, they hardly make any sales. Why? Because their own personality doesn't come through. And, you know, they're getting, there's a personality that happens in somebody else's email campaign. And then you personally, not saying you personally, but say, so this person 
you know, this person that's copied somebody else's emails word for word, copied somebody else's sales pages word for word, that person gets on the phone for a personal one-on-one -on -one phone consultation, and all the alarm bells ring off on the potential client because they go, this is not the same person that's been writing those emails to me. There's this huge disconnect. You know, it's kind of like, you know, in, in person, you know, if we meet somebody that one day has one attitude and one day has another attitude, we probably don't stay their friend very long. You know, if we find somebody that's always happy or always sad or always one way, it's, we, even, if, even if we don't totally connect with that personality, if we spend time with that person, we're usually able to find a way to connect because they're the same every day. But if they're different every day, you know, we might even go home and say, that person's weird. There's something I can't put my finger on. You, you ever feel that way? You, you're like, I just met somebody, but they're weird. Like they're one person for five minutes and they're one person for another. And that's what happens when you write emails in one voice, you write sales letters in another, and then you talk to people in another voice. And that's one of the things that happens when you, instead of writing your own content, you hire one person to write your emails, you write another person to write your sales letter, and then you get on the phone and try to sell people. Well, there's no connection. You know, you'd almost be better off to have one person write your emails, the same person write your sales letters, and then also if you can find a way to talk them into doing your phone calls, well, then there'd be a total connection there. And, and so that's a long digression, but I believe it sets you up mentally for what I'm getting ready to share with you. I believe that what happens is there's a portion of your niche that connects well with you. Okay, so let's say that 100 people come onto your list, okay, and you have a certain personality, and that same 100 people come onto somebody else's list, they have a different personality, and that same 100 people come onto another person's list, and they have a third personality. Okay, now, before I go any further, keep in mind that what I just shared with you is really realistic. Okay, now, obviously, it wouldn't be 100% one-to-one, 100 on your list, the same people on another, and the same people on another. But in reality, most of the time when people are looking for a solution to their problem, they don't just join one list. They join five. And obviously, there's not a one-to-one -one correlation between those 100 people on the five lists. Okay, but if, if we have enough people that we can say, boy, it's statistically significant to look at them as a group of people, then I think we can assume just for the – just for this conversation, that there's the same 100 people. So if we have the same 100 people, they all have the same needs, some of the people on that list will connect with you. Let's say 20 of them will connect with you. They'll buy your products, they'll buy your coaching. The other 80 people, they'll stop reading your emails, they won't like you, they'll unsubscribe, they'll send you hate mail, they'll, you know, whatever, okay? But if you were to look at your competitor, who has a different personality than you, you'll find that they're going to reach 20 people out of the 80 that you couldn't reach, but they probably can't reach the same 20 that you can. Okay, and the same thing with the last 100. Okay, so it's the same idea there. So now there's 60 people that have been touched by you and your, your competitor. There's 20 people on that 60 people, maybe some crossover on the other 20 and 20, and a little bit of crossover, but 20 people would connect well with that third person. Then there'll be 80 people on that person's list that may connect well with you, that may connect well with your first competitor, but they don't, they, they, uh, they, they don't connect well with you. They don't connect well with the first. Yeah, I got to write the first. No. Okay, they connect well with you, 
they connect well with your competitor, but they didn't say any people is connect well with that third person, that second competitor. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. It's the same way in life. You know, we, we all have different friends. I mean, imagine if everybody wanted to be friends with the exact same people. There'd be like 10 popular people on earth, and everybody would want to be their friends, and it wouldn't work. But instead, we all have our own little circles of friends, and there's some overlap. So I might have five friends. Three of those friends are friends with three other people. That's their circle. And then some of those three other people will be circles of friends with three to five other people. And I may not want to care to be involved with those three to five other people that are two circles removed from me, okay? But we're all part of this huge circle. And so if you think about it, your subscribers, along with all your competitor subscribers, they're in that big circle, okay? But the people that you connect with personally are going to be the ones that become your buyers and your subscribers. Okay, everybody with me so far? Does this make sense so far, folks? Just say yes. Sure. Yes. Okay, excellent, excellent. Let's just dig a little deeper. Okay, let's dig a little bit deeper on this. Okay, now, let's say that we bring a particular traffic source into the mix. Let's say, because, I mean, article marketing, as you know, is, you know, my thing. Let's say we bring article marketing into the mix. And, and let's just say that to do article marketing, let's just say for just giggles here, that to do article marketing well, you have to be able to write sort of quickly, and you have to be able to have a mental constituency that allows you to just kind of write five or ten articles in a sitting without getting really bored, okay? And that's not – that doesn't work for all people. I mean, it's just like some people like to go watch a two-hour movie at the movies. Some people would rather watch a sitcom at home where they watch 20 minutes a day for six days to get the same information. Other people would rather watch three-minute YouTubes and watch – you know, for 40 days to get the same information. You know, it's just like some of your clients might like to have videos. Some of your clients might like to have, or not some of your clients, some of the clients in the audience of people who could be your clients might like video. Some people might like audio. Some people might like written. Okay? Here's another aside. I'm going to throw it out there. I think it's useful to you. Okay? Now, what happens with some marketers is they say, okay, because some people like video, some people like audio, and some people like print, I'm just going to do all three. I'm going to do video, I'm going to do audio, I'm going to do print, I'm going to do everything for everybody. What happens in life when you do everything for everybody? Most of the time it backfires. And, and so what happens is, you know, the person that wants audio sees one of your videos and they just assume that that's all you do anyway. And no matter how you bang your head against the wall trying to talk them into the fact that you really do audio, they, they, they always think you do video. Okay, and, and on and on and on. And what I find that works best, personally, is if you just choose one. Be a writer, be an audio person, be a video person, okay? And, and maybe occasionally splatter into one of the others. But what I find is that you'll get a stronger constituency of clients if you choose one and don't try to meet everybody's needs. Be the best video deliverer in your niche. Or be the best audio deliverer in your niche. Or be the best writer in your niche. Again, I, that's all personal opinion when I just share with you the last one minute, one and a half minutes. Okay, so let's move on. Let's move back to, and this is all tying into where we follow traffic. I want you to tie this all together from the perspective of, from the perspective of everybody's different. You are different. You are a unique individual with unique personality traits that are not the same as your competitors. 
and your prospects, the prospect base that are your prospects along with your competitors' prospects, each have different personality traits. And you will generate the most amount of revenue when your personality traits are matched well to the segment of your prospects that have that personality traits. Okay, now, let's go back to article marketing. Okay, so, you know, let's just say that for article marketing, this is just giggles, and I don't know what all the requirements are for, you know, I mean, I, I see patterns, but, you know, the people who do best with article marketing, the people that can type kind of fast, okay, that, that, that not only can type kind of fast, but can think on their feet. They, they don't have to spend three hours outlining a 500-word article, okay? And there are people that can do five or ten in a row. Just, just sit down and just do it. And it's not too boring. Okay? A lot of people, that just doesn't work. If you type really, really slow, then maybe article marketing is not great. If you can't think fast on your feet, nothing wrong with that. You're probably a really deep intellectual person, and that's a wonderful thing. But if you can't think fast on your feet, probably articles aren't good for you. And, and, and then maybe if you're the type of person that can only sit down at the computer for 10 minutes at a time, and then you, you have to answer the telephone and, and watch a quick TV show and talk to a client, and, and you, don't do, you do things in 10-minute spurts when maybe articles aren't the great place for you. Okay, so then it may not work for you, but then let's take something like, say, Google AdWords. Okay? Google AdWords might be good for somebody that only wants to work 10-minute blocks because you can log into your AdWords account real fast. You can look at your top-performing keywords. You can look at your worst-performing keywords. You can make some quick decisions about getting rid of bad keywords or changing the ads. You can look at your good performers and say, hey, how can I bump up traffic on this because these are making me money. It's a 10-minute exercise so for that campaign. And then maybe an hour later when you want to do 10 minutes more of traffic work, then you come back and you work on a different AdWords campaign. And the next day, next hour you come back and you do another 10-minute campaign. Okay. So, you know, if, if you're the kind of person that, that, that wants to be intellectual and really think about what's going on and study your campaigns, maybe you're better off with something like Google AdWords. Okay. okay so maybe let's say that, and, and let's look at, say, running Facebook ads, very similar process. I mean, the control panels look a little different, but the process, testing process is the same. Okay, so let's say that maybe you're not necessarily, your temperament's not necessarily suited to articles based on what we just talked about. And then maybe say it's not really suited to AdWords or Facebook because of, you, you don't, that wouldn't, kind of running and crunching the numbers and, being creative with your ad titles and being willing to split test 25 different ad titles to find out with the best one. If that really sounds boring to you, well, AdWords and Facebook ads probably aren't your cup of tea. But maybe, maybe social media would be your cup of tea. Okay? And so maybe really connecting on Facebook and Google Plus and, and uh, MySpace and LinkedIn, maybe really connecting with people is your thing. You know, you, you don't want to write long articles, and you don't want to split test a bunch of campaigns. What you'd really like to do is just build relationships, maybe write new, one new article a day and post it to Facebook, or write one new article a day and post it to Zine articles and Twitter it out to everybody you know that's on Facebook and MySpace and everywhere else, okay? Maybe maybe that is where you could really sink your teeth into, okay? And 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 so now maybe you're thinking, well, 
I don't sink my teeth into any one of those three areas you're talking about. And so, I mean, I've just talked about three traffic sources. There's there's probably hundreds altogether online. I'm not going to go through them all. But hopefully, after I've just talked about those three, hopefully something's clicking in your mind that says, oh, maybe that's why that traffic source doesn't work well for me. Oh, maybe that's why that traffic source doesn't work. Oh, maybe that's why this traffic source is working better for me because it's more suited to my personal, personal temperament. Okay? And so we could go on and on. So, you know, let's think about forums. Okay? Some people do really well forum marketing. Okay? Now, forum marketing isn't for everybody. Why? Well, because you may not be social enough to really make that work. Or you might be... You might be an impatient person and you can't wait 60 days to build a relationship with people before you start selling them. You want to sell them right away. Ah, forum marketing's not for you. Okay? But, you know, maybe you're in a niche where there's no good forums. Well, then forum marketing's not for you. But if you're the type of person that would, like, would like to position yourself as an expert, you're willing to wait 60 days to make your first sale, you're willing to really go in and position yourself as a solid expert in the forums by answering 10, 15, 20 questions a day and not worrying if you make any money for the first 60 days, and you're in a niche where there's lots of forums or there's at least one big forum that you can kind of break into, well, hey, forum marketing might be a good thing for you. Let's, let's look at one more. Maybe blog posting. Okay? Maybe or, and let's look at it from the perspective of guest blogging. You know, maybe you're a really friendly kind of person, and you're the kind of person that could that you're willing to send an email out to everybody on earth that owns a blog in your niche that that says, you know, hey, you know, I I I, I see that you have a, a blog there, and that you post two or three posts a day, but I noticed that some days you don't get them out, and I wonder if you know maybe you need another another blog writer and. You know, if you're interested, let me know. And maybe out of a hundred emails like that, and I'm not scripting that email for you. I'm just kind of giving you an idea of where to go with it, just a gist. But let's just say that you sent that to a hundred people, and five of them wrote back and said, "Boy, I'd love for you to do this. I've been, I'm getting ready to go on vacation for three months, or maybe somebody in my family got sick, and that's why I'm not posting anymore. Or, you know, maybe I'm kind of getting bored with the business. It makes me money, but I'm getting bored. I'd love it if you would write a blog post for my site every day." Okay, now, assuming that you've written blog posts that have lots of traffic, wow, that'd be a wonderful thing because you don't have to get the traffic. Somebody else has already done it for you. You don't have to get the following. Somebody else has already done it for you. But you can almost grandfather yourself into this website. Why? Because you're willing to do the writing the blog operators no, no longer willing to do. So every day you sit down, you write a nice, informative, juicy blog post, and of course, you know, following all the rules of, of a good social etiquette online, you put a little signature at the bottom of the article that says, by the way, if you want to learn more about XYZ, you know, go visit my website. And of course, they get to your website, it's your squeeze page. You know, if, if you were to get a, a daily blog post on somebody else's blog that gets, let's say, 100,000 visits a day, okay, you know, wow. I mean, you, you might, you know, you might, I want to say luck into, but it's not luck because you have to do the work to get, to, you know, find the blogs because they're not the same for every niche, you know, and, and, and this is the kind of thing. Let me finish that, and then I'll come back to this, this idea I have here I want to share with you. Maybe 
you luck into, again, that's the wrong word, but maybe you stumble into, you work really hard and the opportunity follows, you end up with a thousand visits to your squeeze page every day because you're writing one blog post a day for this really popular blog site that the owner no longer has the time or the willingness or the motivation to write for. Out of that thousand visits to your squeeze page, you get 200 new subscribers every day. That's 60,000 a month. Wow! Okay, now obviously it doesn't happen to everybody and that's, that's kind of an exaggerated scenario, but I hope that you see the path that I'm going down. There's a lot of blogs out there, probably in almost every niche online, that are being underserved and you, if you're actually an expert in your niche and you can write intelligently about your niche, somebody in your niche might like to have you write their, their daily blog post or their weekly blog post or maybe even a monthly blog post. Okay? Now, the Okay, so I'm getting into more traffic sources because that's not what this is about. This is only to, to present for you the, the idea that the, the, the concept and the idea that in your in, – in driving traffic, you have to be matched traffic source – that works well for you. Okay, well, how do you find that out? I mean, obviously, you can do guesswork. You can take what I've just shared with you, and you can say, okay, well, maybe I fit into that or I don't. But I'll tell you what I think works better in the long run. Now, obviously, the short run, to point you in a direction, you know, maybe you can be thinking about how does my personality match up to certain traffic sources. Let me just kind of give you an idea of what I did at the very beginning. Okay. I started out with like 20 different traffic sources, and I don't even remember what they were. Okay, so I mean, I don't remember what they were. Some of them were paid, some of them were free. But what I did was I tracked using tracking, and I will talk about tracking later. And because you may not want to do it the way I did it, in fact, you probably don't want to do it the way I did it because I was kind of a really I was wet behind the ears, you know, greenhorn newbie. Okay, when I was doing it, and so I, I just did some tracking things that worked for me. What, what, what I found after doing it was 18 or 20 different traffic sources somewhere in I found that for me, articles were driving the bulk of my subscribers. Okay, now, does that mean that the other traffic sources didn't work? No. Does it mean that maybe my message wasn't right for the other traffic sources. Sure, maybe those other traffic sources would have been totally different if I had used a different hook. But the hook that I was using, whatever it was at the time, it, it connected well with people in article marketing. And so instead of changing my hook to try to find a way to have a different hook for every traffic source so that I could be a different person for every traffic source so I would connect, instead I said, you know what, I found one that works, now what I'm going to do, I'm going to put all my time and energy into this one traffic source, and I'm really going to find out what works. And so for me, what I did with article marketing was I said, okay, what else can I test? See, I'm a tester at heart, folks. I know I don't talk about it a lot, but I'm a tester at heart. And, and I know that, you know, for those of you who know me, I don't do a ton of, of sales page testing anymore. I've discovered what works and what doesn't. You know, I get marginally better results. Of course, there's always a cost to, to – to adding another level of complexity to the business. I don't talk anymore about sales letters because that's not what this is about. But testing, I'm, I'm just a big tester. So I tested to find out what traffic source would work best for me. Then my next step was, I said, okay, if I'm just going to use articles, what's my next testing source? 
okay, well, there's at the time I think there were maybe 80 or 90 popular article directories. And so I said, okay, I'll test all the different article directories, and I put testing code on all of them, find out where's the bulk of my subscribers coming from. And so at the time I tested like 80 or 90 different ones, and I found that 95% of my traffic was coming from one article directory. And so for the next five years, I built my business on that article directory. Okay, now does that mean the other ones wouldn't work? No, maybe a different style of article would work, but that one article directory connected well with my writing style, with my resource, but I mean, it just connected well, so I went with it. Okay? So then the next step was, once I determined I no longer have to submit to 90 directories because I found one, now what am I going to test? Okay, how about categories? So that's what I did. I chose like 50 different categories in easy articles. I chose like 50 different categories, and what I did was every day we rotate the articles that were written, and one article we written for one category, the next one for the next one, the next one for the next one, and I put different tracking code for every category. And I found like five categories that made me almost all my subscribers. So what do you think I did then after 90 days? Okay, all my traffic's going to go through, say, those five categories. Okay, and, and then continued testing different squeeze pages, you know, different, uh, different angles, different resources, just on and on and on until I was, over time, I was able to come up with, for me, I, don't, I hate to use the word perfect, but I mean, for me, if you can imagine going through all these testing, testing and filtering hoops, I found something that worked really, really, really well for me. See, now, if you were to look at me and ask me and say, okay, I just want to copy what Sean did. I'm just going to take the results of each one of his tests. I'm just going to copy what Sean did. I'm going to go in and use the exact same three categories he ended up with with the exact same resource box. What would probably happen? It's likely that you would flop. Why? Because the reason why I got all those testing results was because all of those things were connecting well with me and the connection that I have with my subscribers and buyers. And so my, my point is, I can only give you firsthand on article marketing exactly how I did it. Okay, now you can go out and buy a Facebook training program from probably two or three different people online. Okay, You could go out and buy a Google AdWords training program from, say, two to three different people online. You could go out and buy a um, LinkedIn training manual, and if there isn't one, you could create one and then a year from now other people could buy it from you, okay? You could go out and buy a, um, a um, ad swap training manual. You could go out and buy a buy solo email ads training manual. You could go out and buy a guest blog posting manual. And, and each one of those sources will give you you know, one of the big parts of their training program is just like what I just gave you, step-by-step step what they did. Okay, I told you what I did for all my testing, and you'll go through, let's say, Facebook, and, and the, the teacher will say, I did this, and this is what I found out, and then I did this, and this is what I found out, and then I did this, and this is what I found out. So just go do what I did at the very last step because I figured it all out. And so what happens is you go do that, and you get different results. Why? Because all those testing steps frankly, need to be duplicated again by you because your results will be different than my results. Your results will be different than the Facebook guru out there. 
your results will be different than the Google AdWords guru out there. Your results will be different than for the ad swap guru out there, and I can go on and on and on with traffic sources. Okay, now, before I, before I hear any, any pushback on this concept, of course, some of the solid truths that they teach you in their training, just like some of the solid truths like I teach you in my training about, you know, the principles of writing articles. Somebody says the principles of Google AdWords testing or the principles of Facebook ad testing or the principles of writing a blog post that's effective. Those principles probably aren't going to change much, although you might still be able to tweak them a little for you. A lot of the testing process, you know, like your keywords, like how much money you put into it, like all these different types of things, those, I just believe that those things must be tested independently by you if you are going to get your maximum results and that, that you can't just simply do it exactly the way that somebody else did it just because they had these phenomenal results, okay? Now, let's, okay, that's the foundation of what I want to talk about, and hopefully I spend a lot more time talking about the, the, the foundation than, in, than I'm going to give you the solution, because hopefully by now you're beginning to have some moments that say, aha, that's why I've tried to do things exactly the way that Sean did them, but I'm not getting exactly the same results. That's why I went out and bought the AdWords Guru's training program, and it didn't work for me. It's not because the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's brilliant, okay? But, and I'm not going to name any names here for any of these people, okay? He's brilliant. That's not why it didn't work for you. It's something else. It's probably related to what I just shared with you. Maybe you've gone out and bought Facebook training. Maybe you've gone out and bought LinkedIn training. Maybe you've gone out and bought blog posting training. Maybe you've gone out and, and bought um, solo email buying training. And the training that you bought, it sounded great. It looked great. You believe all the screenshots, okay? And, you know, with, with the solid gurus, I would sure hope to believe that when we look at the statistics, that, that the statistics that they share accurate. I mean, sometimes you have some fly-by-night that just jumps up online and writes a sales page you've never heard of him before, and he, and he has all these things in it. You know, those, those screenshots might all be fake. When you look at somebody that's been in the business for a really, really long time, I would hope that, that, that most of what they say about actual traffic, I would hope that all of that is true, and obviously without literally going into the accounts we'd ever know. Okay. So what about, what about you? What's the connection? Okay, I'm going to share with you what I believe are a couple of the biggest problems. Why? Well, the first problem, okay, let me say why you, you don't necessarily find your traffic source that works well for you. Okay? The first, the first reason is, first and second aren't really first and second. It's like two firsts, and it's different for different people. So one of the two first reasons is that sometimes people try a new traffic source, but they only give it 15 days, and they only give it an hour a day. That won't work for most traffic sources. I spent four, five, six hours a day when I was building my business on articles. And I can almost guarantee you, without going into their home and looking at videos of what they did, each one of the traffic gurus out there, in any of the sources I've mentioned, or probably any other, 
they probably each spent four or five, four to six hours a day learning how to drive the traffic. They may only spend five minutes a day tweaking their Facebook campaigns, but my guess is they spent hours and hours and hours figuring it out. Same thing with the AdWords person. Same thing with people that do blog posting. Same people that drive traffic. Same thing with people that drive traffic with blogs. Same thing with people that drive traffic with forums. Same, pe- same thing with all these different people. They, they spend a lot of time figuring it out. What happens a lot of times, especially when you first come into the coaching program, you, you want to make money fast. And so in, you try to drive traffic and build the list and write emails and create a product and create a coaching program all at the same time. And so what happens is at the end of the month, your product's not created, your coaching program's not created, you don't have any traffic, you don't have an email, you only have three emails written. And, and so, by the way, that's why one of the big differences in my coaching programs now is that we just do one thing at a time. I no longer bow to people's pressure that they want to drive traffic first. Why? Because most people, the traffic's not the problem. Most people, the problem is they don't have anything to sell. They think they do, but they don't have a real product. They don't have a real coping program. What good's traffic if you don't have anything to sell? What's good traffic? If, what's good is traffic if you don't have a coaching program? And so for years, I taught traffic and emails first. And what I've found now since I've switched the order and, and really I've irritated a few people, but what's happened is those same people that get irritated, they go out, they create their product, they create their coaching program, then they write their emails and start driving traffic, and then they start making sales. And, and then it becomes all worth it, okay? Because people try to drive traffic just because they're supposed to drive traffic. But if you don't even have anything to sell yet, if you don't even have a coaching program, you don't even know how to target your traffic because you don't know what you're going to be selling people. And if you don't know what you're going to be selling people, then you don't know what kind of people will buy from you. And if you don't know what kind of people will buy from you, you don't know what kind of traffic to get. Okay? So I believe that that is a huge reason why people are unsuccessful with traffic. They're untargeted with it. They're going in, they're kind of trying to copy what somebody else does, but they don't put the time and energy into doing it. It's not their fault. It's not your fault. Okay, it's the fault of the coaching program a lot of times. I mean, I've been guilty of it, helping people drive traffic because that's what they wanted to do when they weren't ready for it. I've been guilty of it, okay, and, and hopefully I'm trying to change things and not be guilty of that anymore, okay? The other reason that I believe that, that, that people are not successful with traffic, and, and this is over and above what I just shared with you a few moments ago about the foundation, about you've got to find that traffic that works for you, okay? And that means that you do over time – you may have to test multiple sources of traffic, but you've got to do more than just a cursory test. You've got to get in and really dig yourself in until you have absolute results about does this traffic source work or not. And what happens with article marketing is this is the most common. People write five to ten articles, post them. Ten days later, they write me an email and say, I've only gotten three subscribers. How many articles have you written? Oh, five, seven. Well, enough to make a decision. Again, now because they wrote them 10 days ago, they've hyped themselves up into being discouraged. It's very difficult to get them to write five or 10 more. So what do we have to do? Switch traffic sources. So we say, okay, let's use Google AdWords. Okay, let's use Google AdWords. So buy the course, you know, set aside a couple of thousand dollars to do some tests. And uh, they end up, they go in, they buy three keywords, they have three ads, and they spend $100. Well, we only got three subscribers. Well, what'd you do? Well, I said, 
three words, three ads, and I spent 100 bucks. Okay, well, if you'd have set up 100 keywords, you'd have 97 that don't work, and you would have found the three that will work forever, probably, or for a very long time. If you had set up 100 ads with 100 headlines, you might have found the 97 that don't work, and you find the three that work. And if you'd have spent $3,000 instead of $100, then you'd, been able, you'd have the money to be able to fuel that I just shared with you. I mean, you'd have, yeah, you'd have the money invested to be able to fuel it. But you can't go into articles or Google AdWords, or anywhere, and just do one or two little tiny things, and then be able to test to see what works. Because in all likelihood, none of it will work. Because think about it. With articles, let me think about this. And again, I'm just using some areas where I'm familiar with. There's lots of traffic sources out there that I don't know much about. Okay, I, My guess is, given that the numbers I'm getting ready to share with you pretty much hold true for all the traffic sources that I'm pretty familiar with, they'll probably hold true for other traffic sources that, that I'm not familiar with. But I, I mean, I, because I'm not familiar with them, I can't tell you that it's the case. Okay, in articles, I write 100 articles. Three of those articles are probably going to generate me enough subscribers to make writing the 100 worth it. You say, well, why not, not write the 97 and just write the three? Ah, because we're going in, I don't know which three are going to work. So I write the full 100. Okay, and maybe 97 of them get less than one subscriber per each. I, I can't. I mean, I, I couldn't run my business on, you know, much less than one. I could probably run it on one subscriber an article, but it, it'd still be a little tight. Okay? But those last three articles, which they're not the last three, they're scattered around. They might be article number 37, article number 62, and article number 99. Those three articles may be combined, they get me 500 subscribers. Why? Well, maybe somebody really liked my article and sent it out to his list. Maybe somebody really liked my article and put it on her blog post that gets 100,000 visitors a day. Okay? But we don't know going in what those articles are going to be. Was it worth writing the 97 that didn't perform to write three that got 500 subscribers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The same thing with AdWords. If you go into AdWords, Probably, probably 97%, but I mean, just depending on how broadly you define success, it could be 80%. Probably somewhere between 80 and 97% of all the keywords that you guess at for your, for your campaign are going to be not effective in Google AdWords. 3% of them, though, are going to pay all your bills and more. But if you don't try all the possible keywords, you won't know what 97% are that don't work. Same thing with Facebook ads. If, if you run a Facebook ad and, and you run two permutations of an ad and neither one of them work, what has that told you? Well, it only tells you that you've hit on two out of 97 permutations that don't work. But if you were to run 100 different permutations, you'd find three or four that really come out on top. And, and it's the same way, traffic source after traffic source after traffic source. You know, when I was learning to do solo ads, when I was learning to do ad swaps, I wrote a lot of emails that didn't pull any, hardly any subscribers. Now, could I have blamed it on the guy running the ad? Sure could have. In some of the case times, it might have been his fault. Okay? But what I did was I would take the same ad and run it to ten different people at the same time and see what kind of results I got. Now, what would that tell me? Well, if one person got much better results with the same ad, it would tell me that that person has a stronger list. Okay, and then sometimes what I would do, is I would say, well, I'm not getting much results. Let's write a different ad and send it to 10 more. And then when eight out of those 10 got me results, 
I was able to say, okay, this is an ad that works. How can we tweak this to make it better? And then sometimes my SWAT partners would, would throw me a bone and say, you know, I think we changed this line. And I would say, okay, let's go ahead and change it. And then I would compare the results I got from their ad this month compared to the results I got from their ad last month. Okay, because I keep a spreadsheet. Oh, there's that spreadsheet again. There's that testing again. If I do, if I pay for a solo ad to somebody's list, I have a spreadsheet. It has their name on it. It has the date that I mailed. How many, how many clicks did I pay for? How many did I get? How many dollars did I spend? How many subscribers did I get? Or if I'm selling something, how many buyers did I get? How much money did I make? How much money per subscriber? How much money compared to how much money? And I mean, I'll literally have columns and columns of Excel spreadsheet, if actually I use pages now, but spreadsheet division that, that gives me all of these different metrics about each individual email that goes out. And, and you say, well, for one email, what worth is that? None. But I have a spreadsheet with dozens and dozens and dozens of lines on it, and if I'm thinking about running a new solo ad with a certain person, I just look at my spreadsheet and go, oh, look, sent 10 emails for me. All three of those did really poorly. Three of them did really well, and those did okay. Okay, so those did really well. How can I write an email that's going to work similarly to those three that did well for his list? How do I find that out? By doing it over and over and over and over and over again and testing the results. You must test the results. Now, it's different for everything that you do. I've given you how I did it with, with, with uh, article marketing. If you, I've given you some hints on how you would do it with Google AdWords or Facebook. If you don't have a clue how you would do it, you really need to go buy somebody's course. And probably not a $37 course. Go buy a real course from somebody. You know, minimum three or four hundred dollars. You really want to dig into the good stuff on how to do it. You know, other strategies, just like email ads, I just kind of kind of give you some ideas there. But again, this isn't about about traffic sources. This is about look at your traffic sources and ask yourself how you can test and develop each traffic source. In order to become successful with any traffic source, I believe that you must commit 100% to driving massive traffic, but not just driving massive traffic, but testing and developing that traffic to find the 3% of that traffic source that for you will generate for you the highest level of results. Okay, let's talk about two more things while in this training. One is how to track, okay? There's many different ways that you can track. The simplest way would be to create a different page of the website for every source that you have out there, and you put a different autoresponder code for your web form on each one of those pages. And, in fact, I've done this is how I've done a lot of my tracking when I was first starting out, when I was a wet behind the ears, greenhorn newbie. And, in fact, today, if I'm testing one new traffic source, the easiest thing for me to do, it's not to go into Google Website Optimizer. It's not to go install some analyzer software. The easiest thing for me to do if I'm tracking one new traffic source, just one, one marginal piece of traffic source, easiest thing for me to do takes me, what, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, is to log into my autoresponder account, click on web forms, click create new web form, and just create a web form that has a unique tracking code on it. And then I know that any traffic that comes in with that tracking code 
applies to that tracking source. Okay, now, it's the most simple way to do traffic. Some of you that are advanced trackers with Google, you know, uh, Google Optimizer and, and Google Analytics and some of the paid ones out there, the analyzer programs, you have it all. You know, you're thinking, okay, well, the easiest thing to do is plug it into my software. You're, you're absolutely right. For you, it is. It's all in place. Okay? Now, another way that you can do it, and, and this is probably preferable. I don't know if it's preferable. It's a way that a lot of people like to do, and that is that they choose a software program, whether an analytics package or, you know, Google Analytics or something, that allows you to, to put code on your entire site, and you're able to see how many people come to every single page, and you're able to track what happens when they go from that page to the next page to the next page to the next page. Okay? And for some of you, that might be the best source. For me, it's more complicated than I need. I'm just going to leave it at that because, you know, everybody's business is different. One of the hallmarks of my business is simplicity. You know, and, and um, simplicity is huge when you run a big business, but you don't want to have, have a big infrastructure. Okay, so if you want to have a big business, but you're willing to have a huge infrastructure, complexity is okay. You just have multiple people run different things. Me, I like to have a big business, but I want it to be as simple as possible so that the infrastructure is really, really small. And that's got to be a personal choice, and that's not what this training is about. So I won't go any deeper. But those are the two biggest ways that, that you can track, okay, or that you, that you track and that you use tracking me mechanisms to do your testing. One is creating your own code or creating web form code for individual traffic sources, okay? The other way is to go with a traffic package, an analytics package that will give you everything that you need and you like. Okay. Okay. So that's tracking. I want to talk about one more thing. I'm tempted to leave this out, but hey, now that I've said as much, I I can't quite leave it out because I don't want this to add additional complexity to your business if you're just starting out. Right now, if you're, if you're at the point where you're already making money and you, you've got traffic sources that make money, but you just don't know how much, then what I'm getting ready to share is going to be really valuable. However, what I'm getting ready to share, if you're just starting out and you're just barely driving traffic, and then you take what I'm getting ready to share for the next two to five minutes, and you try to do what I'm getting ready to share, it's going to really, really confuse you and I'll probably hold you back. Okay, so if, if you're not making money yet, you don't have products, if, if, if people aren't buying yet, I don't believe you should focus on what I'm getting ready to share in the next two to five minutes. Consider this advanced. Consider this something you'll do in 90 days or 180 days, okay? And that is begin to track profit per traffic source. Okay, let me explain. Let's say I get 1,000 visitors from 10 different traffic sources, and those 1,000 visitors turn into 200 subscribers per traffic source. And I would easy for me to look at all those traffic sources and say they're equal. But they're probably not. Because one traffic source might get 200 subscribers and make me $60,000 on those 200 subscribers. Another traffic source might get me 200 subscribers and make me $50, okay, which means I'm making a quarter of a dollar for every subscriber. And another traffic source might get me 200 subscribers and make me $600, which is $3 per subscriber. 
Okay, now, and again, the, the word of warning is if you, you're not making any money yet, this is irrelevant. Focus on driving the traffic. Get the traffic first, then you can slice into your traffic and find out what portion of your traffic is profitable. Okay. Once you know that you have traffic from, say, three to five traffic sources, or from one traffic source, but it's a traffic source that's broad enough that you can slice and dice it. So, for example, remember I was talking about article marketing. I only had one traffic source, but I sliced it into five different categories in the long run, and then I tested each of those categories for profit, and then I stuck with the couple that were making me the most money. But notice that when I was talking about article marketing, before that point, I was testing 90 different article directories for profit. I was testing them for traffic. And once I had one article directory that I liked, I tested 50 different categories, not for profit, but for, for traffic. I did a little bit of profit testing in there, but not much. Okay, not much. And then once I had the five categories that were driving the most traffic, then I tested those for profit. Same thing with, let's say, Google AdWords. Let's say you go by 500 keywords, and you find, let's say, 10%, 50 of them, okay, are, are getting you lots of traffic. So now you know which ones get you traffic. Then you test each of the 50 for profits, and you find 10 that are profitable. Okay, now, by the way, with Google AdWords, you can actually set up profit tracking so it occurs from the very first day, and it'll already be in there, okay? So same thing with Facebook. Let's say you go try 100 different ads and you find three that drive you the most traffic. Then you, then you test each of those three for profit. You find one of the three that makes you money. And then you find that one and you run it, run it, run it, run it until it doesn't make you any money. And you don't tell anybody about it, okay, because they'll find out soon enough. As soon as you start bragging about, I make all my money from this traffic source doing this, there's like 50 that come up and copy you. Well, all of a sudden, your profits go down by a slice of 50 times, okay, because you're just going to be splitting up all, all of your success with 50 other people out there, okay? And obviously, the, you know, if you're teaching this stuff, you may say, okay, but the, the money I make teaching other people is worth it to compensate me for burning up my own niche and going and creating one later. That's okay. You know, but if you're in a small niche, you don't want to be bragging to your competitors about what subject line works for you. In fact, I would even go so far as to say once you find out the one subject line that works for you and you know that it works, sprinkle in some dummies that you know don't work that rotate time to time to really throw everybody off. I mean, really. You know, why not? Okay? You sacrifice 5% of your profit to prevent the competition from being able to find out what actually works. Okay, let's move. I, I didn't, that's not in my notes here, so let's move on. Okay, it's critical that in the long run you find the traffic source that generates your most amount of money. So how do you do this? How do you do it? There's many different ways to do it. One, if you're using a tracking dashboard like in Google AdWords, I don't know if MSN, Yahoo, Facebook do this, but if, if they do, you just uh, you put all the tracking in place so if somebody buys something, it's assigned to the account, and you'll be able to look at dollars per click or whatever. Okay, I'll tell you what I do, and then we'll look at some permutations on this. What I do, again, it's, it's pretty basic. It's very, very, very simple. Remember, everybody that comes into my campaigns is tagged by a web form code. Okay, so I can look at any person and tell you, with few exceptions, I can tell you what traffic source they came in on. Okay, so then what I do is all the sales that come in, I'm able to tag each individual person with how much money that they've invested, okay? So then what I'm able to do, I'm able to aggregate all the people 
that come from one traffic source, add up everything they've invested, divide that by the number of subscribers that came in, and I can say I make $27 per subscriber on this traffic source, $32 per subscriber on this traffic source, $77 per subscriber on this traffic source. Okay. You may say, well, boy, it sounds like a lot of work. Well, it is and it's not. It takes a couple hours a month, literally a couple hours a month. Um, the web phone tracking is all in place. Okay. Once a month, you do a download from your merchant account with all the buyers. Okay. You sort those buyers from highest dollar to lowest dollar. And you simply do some manual labor on the 100 top purchases, okay? You'll consider that a cross-section, okay, of the total dollar spent, okay? It's going to proxy for total dollar spent. The reason for this is most people that have bought your most expensive item, they've bought other items on the way, okay? And, and, and besides, if you, look at, if you look at your most expensive items, 80% of your total revenue if you have a sales funnel, it comes from your most expensive items anyway. Okay, so just by doing a cross-section of your most expensive items, you're effectively doing a cross-section of the most profitable part of your list. Okay, and, and you, you, it literally, you, if you do 3,000 sales a month, you still don't need more than 100 sales to be able to proxy and get pretty close to what the averages are. If you don't believe me, one month, Pay somebody to do the, the manual labor on 3,000 transactions, and you'll find within 2 to 3%, you'll have the exact same numbers within 2 to 3% as if you had just done the cross-section. So all you're going to do is cross-section. You can pay somebody to do it. You can pay somebody 50 or 100 bucks to do this for you once a month, and then it's done. You know, you do know this doesn't need to be done on a daily basis. It doesn't need to be done by you. It can be outsourced. Okay, now. Let's say that you say, boy, that just sounds too simplistic. I don't like the idea of slicing it. You know, we, could we do it in a more advanced way that would get us the same results? Yeah, there's tracking packages out there. There's analytics packages out there. I'm not going to go into details of how they work, but you can set things up so that every time somebody makes a sale, it just kind of flows into your whole system, and you get a spreadsheet at the end of the month that uh, kind of gives you the answers. Okay, folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, this segment of the training on testing and developing various traffic just before we do I just want to remind you please don't take from this any traffic source that I shared with you the how to do it part it was just I was just giving that to you to demonstrate something about the process it's the process that you want to master from what I've just taught and then apply it to the traffic sources that you want to use and go out and get the training from the person who teaches that particular source of training. Okay, so if you're in my coaching program and you want to drive traffic the same way that I've done it, hey, I can help you, okay? But if you want to drive traffic in a way that I haven't, for your traffic, you you you. That's the one thing that you'll want to go somewhere else and buy the most advanced training on that traffic that you can possibly get if you really want to become good at that source of traffic, okay? Because you always want to go to the expert for whatever it is, okay? So I'm an expert on a sales funnel development. I'm an expert on coaching program sales and coaching program development. I consider myself an expert at writing emails that generate revenue. They're not always beautiful emails. They generate revenue. They don't follow some of the time-tested old principles. They generate revenue. Okay? They make connections that end up generating revenue. And I'm an expert 
at driving traffic through articles. Okay, and I'm an expert at this 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 con this concept of profit maximization. Okay, so all the areas that most of you are in my coaching for is to say I want to learn all of those things. Okay, but in the one area of traffic, if you want to do something that I'm not an expert in, obviously I can give you guidance. Okay, but if you really want to, to just totally shorten the learning curve, you probably need on, on traffic, probably on nothing else, but on traffic, to go out and buy a guru's training program that has a price tag. Okay, and the reason I say price tag is you usually get what you pay for in this world. Okay, and you're probably better off making one $300 or $500 or $2,000 investment than going out and buying 80 different programs for $37 each time trying to add one more thing on to figure it out. Just get it all in one place. Okay? So let's tie this together. The key here, the key here is in order to drive your traffic, you've got to commit 100% to driving massive traffic and to tracking it first for levels of traffic and subscribers and then second for driving and the second, the second would be for driving profit. So you're going to start with driving traffic and testing it for the traffic and subscriber levels. Then you're going to test it and tweak it for driving profit levels. Once that happens and you determine what traffic profitable, let's say you find a traffic source that makes you $21 per subscriber, and it costs you $3 per subscriber to get those subscribers, and it's a big enough traffic source that you can scale it, okay, then every time you invest $3 in a, some time frame, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, you make 21 back, you can reinvest day in and day, day night. I mean, you can invest $3 today, get $21 back over the next 90 days. Then you can invest $30 today and get 20. $210 back. Then you can invest $300 and get $2,100 back. Then you can get bold and say, this month I'm going to invest $3,000, I'm going to get twenty-one grand back. And if it's a broad enough traffic source, you can say the next month I'm going to continue to reinvest a few months down the road, maybe I'll invest thirty grand in a traffic source and get two hundred and ten grand back over 90 days. Obviously, that's something that takes time to build up to, and it's something that you cannot reinvest in traffic until you know what your profit figures are for that source of traffic. Okay, and one more incidental thing, it just as a serving as a warning. If you go in and say, I'm making this kind of traffic source, I'm making this kind of money, but I'm going to go in and remake my email campaign to make it a better campaign, your better campaign may not convert at 21 bucks. It may only convert at 10 bucks. And if you're bettering your campaign at the same time as you're tripling your, your expenditure on traffic, well, you're just creating an earthquake. You're making an earthquake that's almost ready to happen. Okay, you're creating a disaster. You, you, you. If you're, if you are bumping up traffic, you can't start making changes to your funnel because your existing funnel is the one that's making money. Okay, so remember, in everything that you do, your first purpose is to help people. But the way that you measure helping people is the money that you make, because if you're not making money, you to continue to help these people, okay, certainly not on a sometime full-time basis or even a full-to-part-time basis. You know, the, the money has to be there, and that means that you're tracking. You have to have your tracking in place such that it shows you where you're making money, and then when you follow where you're making money, 
your your system has to continue making money. So it's it, it's dangerous if you try to tweak your system at the same time. It